0: On this episode of SM Buzz Chat, we talk micro-influencers with Cass Gowen, and we also talk about souffle. Actually, it's not souffle, but you'll find out what it rhymes with after we roll credits. Also, thank you to Manifest London for this orchard pig. Hello, and welcome to SM Buzz Chat, your weekly dose of social media, design, creativity, and basically anything we want to talk about. We're filming on the hottest day of the year. Yes, it's a ridiculous idea, but this is our commitment to you. We love you that much, and we didn't even know it was the hottest day of the year, did we, Cascao, in a fair?
1: No idea. All Saints. (laughs) Hello.
0: Hello, welcome, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's an absolute pleasure. It's just warm.
1: Very, very hot.
0: (laughs) You wouldn't know of it, like no brands have done anything on social media to shout and tell us.
1: I haven't seen a single tweet where they've tried to tie in their product with the hottest day of the year. I haven't seen it. Why hasn't anyone done that? Much
0: respect to them and if they didn't get a chance to do it then don't worry there'll be another really, really hot day very soon or probably next year. You know, just no save that content film. for, or maybe no, <laughs> that's an apocalyptic <laughs> statement, <laughs> hey, hell. This
1: is it, this is the only day, it's why we should be filming this outside, don't Antarctica, waste it. Antarctica,
0: done. <laughs> right, we're going to start the conversation as we usually do, explain your backstory, like your degree, how you got into social media.
1: Yeah, of course. Um... So my degree was English Language and Journalism. I originally wanted to be a fashion journalist, um, and that was really amazing, uh, learning so much about the fashion industry, uh, creativity as well. However, when I graduated, it was in the lovely year of 2009. Credit crunch. Mm,
0: um, what a year. All those
1: jobs, where are they? Gone. Yeah. All gone. Um, so unfortunately, it was a very difficult time to graduate. However, There's a lot of exciting things going on as well. So as a creative outlet for myself, I started my own fashion blog. Um, It wasn't the kind of traditional, I'm gonna take a selfie of myself wearing an outfit, you know, in in my garden. It wasn't that at all, it was a lot more, it was based on me discussing the fashion industry, whether it was a designer, it was an edit of, you know, basically I treated it as a magazine. Um, That was when social media was really kicking off. So, Twitter. (laughs) Oh, the early days. When Twitter was a little baby with Stephen Fry stuck in the (laughs) list. And everyone was like, what is this? We can see celebrities say stuff and they're saying it. It Is actually Stephen Fry saying this? Insane, right? And so... I was lucky enough to be completely self-taught with social media, through my blog, and then I started working with Vauxhall Fashion Scout. so they run the off-schedule Fashion Week shows for the emerging designers, mm-hmm. so really amazing platform. I was running that blog throughout the year for two years, and I also worked four seasons at Fashion Week, so think five days, 15-hour days, two hours sleep.
0: I know Fashion Week is intense. I know a few friends who worked as well, and it's just too much.
1: Yeah, great insight into the industry, though, and so many amazing connections. Um, From that, I then moved into PR. Um, So through my relationships I had with PRs uh, as a blogger myself, when they had the opening for a social media role, they offered it to me. And I also got to apply my knowledge of the blogging industry as well. So it's kind of invaluable. It was at the time where all these brands wanted to work with these magical bloggers, and it was oh, great for um to kind of wheel me out and be like, Well, she was a blogger, and she can talk to bloggers like real people because they are <laughs> real people.
0: We've got a real blogger right here, we've employed her.
1: Go her out of her box, here she is. Um, so yeah, PR background really really interesting. And then I made the move in house and I joined All Saints a year ago. Funny well, yeah, how that's
0: a quick quick rise,
1: yeah. So about five years in total.
0: That's amazing. Like, I know how that works because I'm all self-taught in a way. Like, my marketing background isn't through a degree in marketing or anything along those lines. It's all self-taught with a base. Like, my base is web development. It's kind of, it's kind of something that's in, in law as well. Um, in law is like an LPC and you can get like a conversion from, like say, sports to be a lawyer as well. So you become a sports lawyer doing it that way. Yeah. And the way that a lot of people in social media now Um, not those who are trying to get into the industry, but those who have been in it a while.
1: God, I feel (laughs) hard. It feels awkward.
0: Um, They all started in completely random industries.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's because of that it's helped shape how everything works. And that brings me on to my next point, which is a term that you said earlier, which is about micro-influencers. Yeah. It's a term that feels steeped in a psychology degree. Yeah. But it's not. So, could you explain it to me and to everyone?
1: Yeah, of course. I think it sounds a lot scarier than what it actually is micro influences. Um, so, it's basically, it's your customer so we have you know the top tier bloggers the insta famous the celebrities the micro influencers are just your average customer they probably got under a thousand followers on any of their social platforms maybe all of them combined you know their outreach it will be people that they know it'll be friends it'll be family and the thing is it goes back to the referral scheme mindset those people will trust what they say and what they post on social. Mm. So if they post an amazing picture of an All Saints you know, package and say, I just had the best customer service, I've bought the most amazing jeans ever, the next time their mate is looking for a pair of jeans, that's what will pop into their head. And I think that we definitely reached a saturation point with influencers. Yes, we have. You know, people aren't stupid, they know that posts are being paid for now you know when you've got kim kardashian posing with her teeth white <laughs> they're not thinking she just really likes that product <laughs> <You> she's, <know. laughs>
0: she's been using that for years
1: um, so you know we're actually going back to basics we're, which i think is amazing we're celebrating the people that we're trying to talk to yeah it's just the normal people that are buying the product
0: and remember this can work both ways as well so yeah. like in a positive light a micro-influencer can be really beneficial to your brand but I guess it could also work in a negative light as well yeah. which is why brands are really fast to jump on it on social like how 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 would you react if one of like not a micro-influencer per se but one of your customers who you have like who you know quite well yeah. was acting or shouting negatively on social yeah what would be your first step
1: um, so with that sort of scenario, we always do try and take it offline as soon as possible. We do have the advantage of being able to see the kind of customer uh, history, so we can see you know what they purchased when, so we can actually really gauge you know their experience with All Saints as a brand. I think then it kind of determines us more to turn that experience around. Exactly. Because there's nothing more positive to having such a negative experience. It's like. The fluctuation of emotions, being so angry and so annoyed, to then being overjoyed because they went above and beyond. So, it's definitely it spurs you on.
0: <laughs> it spurs you on. Like it feels like such an achievement to turn someone round and be like, yeah. "You hate me, but now you're you're completely in my hand."
1: Yeah, definitely. In the
0: palm of my hand, not completely in my hand, but in that bit there. And you say that like about putting people back into it. And you mentioned the term surprise and delight. Yeah, earlier, which is a beautiful. Beautiful term and something that Pollyanna Ward also agreed with during the chat. She knows of it. Oh, you didn't know about it?
1: You do now. I do now. (laughs)
0: Explain. What is surprise and delight?
1: Yeah, of course. So in terms of community management, that's taken care of at All Saints by our amazing customer service team. Uh, People don't know but it's 24-7 that team, multilingual stylists, all based in Shoreditch, literally five minute walk from here so all in house, all stylists, absolutely incredible so all credit goes to them but they have a specific surprise and delight budget each month so you have your kind of classic if something went really bad we can send some flowers to somebody to you know apologize but for us it once again goes back to going above and beyond and there's just some amazing stories of customer loyalty that's come off the back of you know just going that little bit further with our clients
0: should all brands do that
1: I definitely think so, yeah. It, it doesn't take much and the, it goes back to the micro-influencers as well. So we had, um, in Father's Day, just a couple of weeks back, uh, one of our customers tweeted us and it was his son had drawn a Father's Day card and on it he had drawn his dad and he had the Ram Skull, the All Saints logo on the top and he tweeted us saying, I think I wear All Saints too much. <laughs> this is what my son's drawn on our Father's Day card. Son's knows. Uh, he knows. And yeah. um, so we saw this, you know, we didn't have to do anything, could have just been favorite or like as it is now, you know, could have shown that internally and thought nothing of it. It's a positive comment. You don't need to go any further with that. However, we were able to pull his records, find his address. We then obviously knew his uh, history in terms of his products that he bought. So we knew his size. We then sent him and his son matching t-shirts alongside a Father's Day card saying, we hope you have a wonderful day.
0: That would make me buy again.
1: And, you know, he shared that on social, consequently, three times. He's a micro-influencer. I'm pretty sure he would have shared it on his Facebook and had even higher interaction with his friends and family, so...
0: Without you even having to ask.
1: Yeah, it's just a a small gesture that just goes a little bit further.
0: So that was SM Buzz Chat with Cass. Thank you very much for coming along.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's been brilliant. You've taught me so much about surprise and delight, about micro-influencers. I know that everybody watching and listening at home will have the same opinion of you. Could you turn to that camera there and say your Twitter handle?
1: It's Cass Gowen. Very simple.
0: <laughs> oh, so simple. Do you have a Snapchat?
1: I do. And that's Cassius is over. I don't know if anyone remembers is that, Foles, that Foles song. Yeah. That was my Twitter handle before, but then I tried to go profesh. Right. My Snapchat's
0: not. I'm going to go talk with Cass now about foals for a good long time. I saw them back in the day at Truck Festival during the original 2009, yeah? (laughs) No, before then, before 2009, I was too young to drink. And um, so I've been Adam Libernati Roach, Bacon Chin on Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat. We'll be back in another week's time for another episode of SM Buzz Chat. I hope you enjoy this one. And if you do, follow us and obviously Subscribe to us on YouTube if you're watching it there. And yeah, you know, have a great summer. Goodbye. Goodbye. Can I wave?